0: Welcome to the AA Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Alan and Alan.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 31 of the AA Sports Podcast. Uh, we are your hosts, Alan and Alan. What's going on, everyone? <laughs>
0: What's up, man? Not much. You know, getting almost near baby time. Oh, Yeah. Uh oh, it's like coming up. A, yeah, like my mom said, we're on baby watch now because she has a feeling it's in two weeks. Which who has a feeling? My mom. Why well, is that? Well, she because how far along Kirsten is and how she's acting, and I'm like, well, we do think she could be two weeks ahead than what the doctor said, because hmm. the whole time um, Zoe's been measuring two weeks ahead. Okay. And Kirsten can't remember exactly when her last cycle was to actually verify. Gotcha. So and then we did the ultrasound right before the baby shower two weeks ago. She was almost already six pounds. So, if that's the case, about what week? So, could be a lot sooner than we are thinking. So, all right. Well, will try hey. to finish up everything this week to have everything ready. Absolutely. So, just in case. So, all right. Make sure she gets that epidural. Oh, she is now. Cause well, I
1: already know. Look. When she first said she was gonna go, it's like you're gonna get it. I don't yeah. want to hear it. Everybody but gets it <laughs>
0: with that little bit of labor pain she's starting to get. She's like, if "This is what it feels like. I'm definitely getting epidural." I'm like, "I told you."
1: Yeah, make sure you make sure you don't wait too long because I think Chrissy waited a little too late. She's like, "I'll oh, give it to me now." I was like, hey, no. "You might as well get it while you can. That way, it's do easy. it now." Exactly. I'm
0: not dealing with her.
1: All right. Well, let's get into some baseball news this week. Uh, the first thing on our
0: list is Trevor Bauer's cleats. So we all know Trevor Bauer's been an outspoken guy and oh yeah. is out there. Well, you know, he had these cleats. I guess this was supposed to be the cleats he was supposed to wear. Um, what was it? The weekend they got coronavirus. So everything got pushed back. So Tuesday, when, uh, no, wait, Wednesday, because Tuesday game was postponed. Wednesday did a doubleheader. So he was starting the Wednesday night game, the second game. Well, he debuted these cleats because now this year, MLB allows you to do whatever to your cleats. Okay. As long as it's not political or offensive. So then, ha- why is this political offensive? Apparently, is whatever Rob Manford doesn't want is if it's okay with him, you can wear it. If he doesn't like it, no.
1: Oh, that sounds uh, crazy to me. So
0: yeah, the cleats had you know <laughs> Joe Kelly's pouty face on one, and the other one said "Free Joe Kelly."
1: Yeah, they were pretty sweet. Uh, I even saw uh, somebody in one of the groups even got a tattoo of Joe Kelly's face, just yeah. like that. That's funny.
0: So of course, you know, Kelly's banned eight games, then of course got reduced. So I guess it's something that's political that, you know, with the suspension of a pouty face, I don't know. But it's... <laughs> well, I think I think Trevor Bauer even offered to mail them to Carrera or somebody... <laughs> After the game, yeah, he <laughs> tweeted, because to Carrera, like, yeah, I'll send, just give me an address, I'll send it to you. But, you know, him and Joe Kelly figured something out for his um, merchandise brand. That there's a shirt, The shirt. I'll put the picture if you're on YouTube, what the shirt looks like. All proceeds go to Joe Kelly's um, charity. Nice. Um, It's like Joe Kelly's face as a goat. Nice. So it's pretty funny. But, you know, it's sad that, you know, you get freedom to, you know, make baseball fun and something interactive. And then you get scrutinized because literally they're going to suspend him if he started the game with those cleats on. That's crazy. And hurt his teammates because they probably would have forfeited the, the loss or some, the win or something. Some along the line, they explained what was going to happen. Yeah, baseball
1: definitely needs to get with the times. Um, you got to let players express themselves, and I don't see anything wrong with those cleats. I don't know if you've seen a picture of him, but there's nothing offensive about them yeah. at all. Unless you're a Nationals fan, I guess.
0: It's just, I think, it's just if, if because it's saying that he shouldn't have been suspended... Well, well, you know what else I saw about uh, Trevor Bauer is when he was
1: pitching, he struck somebody out, and then he just like, went to proceed to chug a fake beer. Oh, yes,
0: yesterday. <laughs> um, so he was most likely would have been my pitcher of the week if he didn't get roughed up and finally get his first loss yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Because after that game, you know, he pitched the complete game because it was a doubleheader. His ERA was down to .6 for yeah. the season, and ridiculous. So he got finally got lit up, but Budweiser said if he had – that between that start and then the start yesterday. If he had 14 strikeouts, they would send beer to Cincinnati. And since he, of course, did it, that's when he'd pop the, nice. the can and chug because he knew exactly how many k- Ks he needed. And then and after also he put buds in the back of the pitching mound. Very cool. So, you know, he's out there, but, you know, he's <laughs> trying to make baseball fun for people. So we'll see if, you know... If he tries to push envelope again, and baseball pushes back again. Yeah. Okay. So the next thing is, you know, we finally... We thought we were almost in the clear with this coronavirus team outbreak. And unfortunately, our very own Mets Thursday got hit with the coronavirus scare.
1: Yeah. I mean, it wasn't too terrible. I think it was one staff member, one player got the virus um, I don't know if they named anybody.
0: They didn't, but with the two people they put on IR, that's today, what I saying. Jimenez, can, it's one of them or Nito,
1: right? Somebody, somebody got hit with it, yeah.
0: and I, I got to assume it's Jimenez because he's been playing great. So there's no other reason to put him on a DL. Yeah, so in my opinion, unless one of them technically got it too, like that was the other one that it was a late scratch, but. It's kind of weird that they both got placed on IR today. Right. With undisclosed injuries. Exactly. We knew it's got to be one of them. Um, And I think that we were supposed to play the Yankees in a series. So, so yeah, Thursday would have been the final game of the four-game series with the Miami Marlins, which we were going for the sweep. It was going to be Lugo's first start, finally as a starter, in a couple years. It's like, okay, we'll look promising. And then we had the first, we're host the Yankees last weekend. Of course, all that got postponed. And they finally got to work out yesterday at City Field, and then of course we're playing a doubleheader today to make up the Thursday game with Miami, since we are playing Miami exactly. the next three days. Yep. And then with the Yankees coming, we're supposed to play this weekend coming up at Yankees. We have two doubleheaders, both Friday and Sunday, a regular game Saturday, and then the following week we make up the Yankees at City Field for the other game. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm I'm just glad I wasn't more than you
1: know a couple players because like. Uh, if we were stuck in a Miami Marlins situation or, or, like, the Cardinals and we were done
0: for, like, a couple weeks or something, that that would be very hard to make up now. Yeah, and so pretty much the close people in the circle who was around the player to whoever it was stayed in Miami. Everyone else got to fly home, two days of testing. Everyone came back negative, but they still couldn't work out, leave their house like we have seen Trevor Bowers' vlogs. Is you do testing and you go home. That's the only thing you're allowed to do. Yeah. So they finally get to... Stretch and do some workouts, and it will staggered workouts yesterday. So now, like, everyone came at once to start working out. It's you know, MOB's probably getting more worried the closer and closer this is getting. Oh, yeah, it should be, especially if we get to playoffs. What are you going to do if a playoff team I, gets I, COVID? I really think the bubble is going to have to happen.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. And like I said, I don't like the, the long breaks because, you know, I'm not going to say it's the break, but the Mets aren't looking
0: great right now as we speak. Yeah, because it probably was a little bit um, helped both the Yankees and the Mets out. Yeah. Because Yankees are dealing with some injuries, so they recalled um, – Judge was most likely to come back Saturday anyways, but – now he miss no games yeah. against the Mets, so he gets the, those three games back. Right, and the only the only benefit I could see of it helping the Mets is they were on a
1: nineteen game, nineteen straight day game set, and yeah. now they got a little break from it. But at the same time, that you know they look a little rusty.
0: Yeah, like you know, Pasello started the game uh, the first doubleheader today. Yeah. He was eight days. He's he's used to his five days exactly since 2015. They were saying like he has not missed a start, so this is probably threw him off maybe a little bit and. It's just weird, probably for you know, you're getting emotion. Then you get this, at least it's not a big break like St. Louis. Mm-hmm. It's just a quick little weekend, you know, we'll get everything straight. And now we go back to baseball. But you know, with the Mets playing nine games the next six days, thanks to double headers, it really will thin out the rotation depth with how many extra, you know, double headers we have coming up.
1: All right. Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely see how this affects the Mets. Um, hopefully, this is the end of the COVID situation. But like I said, if we get closer to playoffs and you start getting teams with, with COVID symptoms, we're going to have a real issue.
0: Big issue. I mean,
1: I don't know how they're going to go about that because that would be crazy. Especially if it's like, uh, let's say the Dodgers get in one their ones with COVID. What are you going to do? Like, you just can't not Yeah, very soon,
0: there won't be able to reschedule and doubleheaders since we're going into exactly. last month. Exactly. Then it's going to go to percentage. Right. Which most likely St. Louis is going to have to come down to. But here on out, it is probably like, look, we try to make up as most of the games we could, but... It'll be adjusting schedules because I think the makeup day that we host the Yankees, I believe when I looked at the schedule, we were off that day, but the Yankees weren't. Okay. So they moved the Yankee schedule that they're supposed to play the Orioles that day to making them do a doubleheader against the Orioles mm. so they can make up the game against the Mets.
1: Right. So every, all the teams are starting to get put in binds. They're, they're going to get prepared for games they weren't ready for. Um, well, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll keep an eye on it. Obviously, this affects more than one team when it happens. Yes. Um, so their next topic uh, is uh, this week
0: was Kobe's birthday, um, and some teams showed their love. Yeah, you know, August 23rd is Kobe Bryant's, would have been his 42nd birthday. Of course, the Dodgers honor him being, you know, L.A., the Dodgers. He was a Dodgers fan, of course, L.A., but he grew up a Mets fan. But still, most of the Dodger players donned either Kobe Bryant's number eight or number 24 jersey during a tribute video on the field narrated by Vince Scully. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, Kobe demonstrated that he was a man of many talents. He was a champion, a mentor, a creative force, an advocate. Kobe was a husband, father of four wonderful girls. The warrior that he knew that was the black mamba was a sweetheart to his wife and proud girl dad. So it was a nice tribute video. I watched it. I really liked it. Um, so it was really nice and touching. And then, of course, the next day is kind of funny that the next day is 824, his two numbers. So <laughs> yeah. now it's kind of like a Kobe day, like, man, how close <laughs> can you be to your birthday? Right.
1: Well, and also everything's everybody started seeing it. It reminds me of that Jim Carrey movie, the number, whatever that number was, um, but like Oh, seven or
0: something. Whatever. Yeah. You kept seeing it.
1: Well, we keep seeing 28 uh, or 24 and eight or whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, LeBron
0: yeah. or
1: the the the, yeah, the, the, the Lakers the, game right.
0: on Kobe Bryant and day. Of course, <laughs> they wore the black jerseys that Bryant oh, yeah, before, which is rumored. They're going to play that the rest of the playoff series after once they get past the first round, is rumored. But during the game, they were up 24 to 8. Exactly. it's was like, crazy. It's just crazy. And then they finished the first half with 80 points, only need one more point for Kobe's record <laughs> for the most in the game. It's just something like that. It's just like, it's it's just a weird situation. But other players, of course, like Bryce Harper, wore his black Kobe jersey underneath his jersey on Kobe Bryant's Day. And then, of course, other posts on media, like Robinson Cano, Mookie Betts, and other players went to social media to... Give their appreciation to Kobe. You know, it's still in everyone's heart that you know we lost him months ago, and it's still weird and crazy when you think about it.
1: I know, man. It's it's been a, it's been a crazy year in general. Everything's yeah, been going that, on this that's year. That's what started
0: between <laughs> just, that and then the the uh, air, uh, I mean the Australian fires. This is when yeah. it's kind of like and then COVID and then then the killer wasps or whatever, <laughs> murder <laughs> hornets, murder
1: hornets. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and then speaking of disasters nato- of twenty twenty, <laughs> yeah,
0: we have the Astros and Angels got to move around their schedule because of two tropical storms hitting the same area yeah. almost in days apart. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I think Tropical Storm Laura is going to be uh, a major factor now,
1: right? And that's and that changed their schedule. So I, I think they had a game on Thursday, but they changed it to a doubleheader today. Yeah.
0: So So they moved it up so they can get it done before the storm comes. Yep. And then also the Wednesday game that was scheduled for later in the evening is now going to be a day game so they can get the game done and then get out of town. Out of town, yep. So um, most likely that should be done because, you know, like we said, schedule's hard. Like, you know, they do play the Astros in L.A. later in the season, but they also could figure something out if there's an off day when they play the Dodgers. I mean, Houston, when they go to the Dodgers, like, figure something out, but it's so tight. Like, let's just go ahead and move this. And it's crazy because they were going to hit within both the same time, but Laura slowed up, and that's why it's going to be Category 2 now probably. Right. And it's going to cause some damage. So who knows if the Astros exactly. can that's, get back to the stadium. That's what I'm saying. So if the Astros can't get back to their stadium, I
1: don't know Don't know what they're <laughs> going to do. Um, but this is, this will absolutely affect the Texas teams in general.
0: Yeah. And, man, between and St. Louis, like, not St. Louis, but, you know, New Orleans and stuff. I know. Uh, every year oh, I feel man. like they get just pummeled and – Kirsten has family in t- there. I'm just like, wow, they get w- travel storm, which, look, it broke up. So w- that wasn't probably too bad. But now seeing this Category 2 come up, like, near making landfall probably near you. Yeah, ugh. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, Category
1: 2s don't affect us over here in Virginia because we're used to them. But at the same time, yeah, they can make some big damage down there yeah. in the Gulf. Um, but speaking of the Angels, let's get into Mike Trout. Last week, we told you guys that Trout had a card that was um, for sale. is his rookie card, and it was going for pretty
0: pity. Um, well, it looks like it broke records. Yeah. So two weeks ago, we we, we talked about how, like, early in the season, the same card, but when there was a, a variant of five different ones, sold for almost a million. That was a record. Then we said, like, LeBron James' rookie card broke the modern record for that. It sold for $1.8 million. and we're like, can this – rookie card of, not rookie, but pre-rookie card of Trout, make it as a one-on-one. A man did it. And did it. And (laughs) not only broke the modern, it broke the
1: record. I I mean, this will make you want to collect cards. If I could find a card worth this much, I mean, we wouldn't be talking
0: right now. (laughs) So, you know, the the 1909 Wagner card is the Grail of Baseball Collectors. Most recently, highest-grade version sold for $3.1 million back in 2016. Okay. So the Trout card that was purchased by collector Dave and, and Casina, only two years ago, he paid $400,000 for this card. So in two years, and he made a video I saw online that he said, watch, in five to ten years, this card's going to be worth $5 million. <laughs> Well, it didn't take that long because it sold for a record $3.84 million. Wow. But also, you buyers' premium added the final price total is $3.936 million for that 101 2009 Bowman Chrome Super That's nuts. That's crazy. Crazy. I mean, if you got money to blow like that, that's, that's good for you. But I figured like maybe two. Like, I was like, okay, look, LeBron's card went for 1.8. Two would probably be good for Trout.
1: Yeah, but, but, uh, but t- it blows my mind because you're getting a card. That's a modern day card selling for $4 million. We're not talking about Babe Ruth here. We're talking about a Mike Trout still playing in the game card. Yeah,
0: like in his prime. Like nothing like, solidified for so him. So this is like, I predict that he doesn't get hurt and I hope like he becomes yeah. the greatest ever. Exactly. Like it is wow. Like I hope this guy had the money. Like this is going to be a, a long term investment. I'm sure investment, they, had, they had to have the money. They're not blowing $4 million. They thing got it. Like think of the guy who bought it for, who sold it for $400,000 2 years ago. Well, he. Man, like he felt sure like it, that was a pretty. Penny. It was a
1: good deal still for him.
0: Yeah, but you think about now with these, this year with these rookie cards and everything, maybe Gary Vee's is onto something with these sports cards. Oh no, hopping back up real quick. Absolutely, uh, I I know for a fact that cards are back in
1: um, after the Dr. Fossey card uh, was the most <sighs> oh most God. sold tops card in the 48 hours because they, they created the card after it happened, and in 48 hours it had the most sold. Uh, of that kind of card, because uh, they do it for different events. Anything that happens in baseball, sometimes tops comes out with the card. Yeah. Uh, well, after sold, people are up here on eBay trying to sell this card for $900, nine hundred, nine thousand.
0: They're trying to sell it for a lot of money. Uh, yeah, <laughs> some I knew I knew some people that flipped a good amount and made like three thousand dollars off those Fossey cards. Exactly, which I don't believe because how much it got printed. Exactly. Well, you still think it, it might have got might have sold what? Uh, I'm not
1: sure how many sold originally, but it's
0: still a limited batch. Yeah. So if you think about it, with in February, a LeBron James Michael Jordan card with pieces of Game Worn jersey from both players sold for nine hundred thousand, which was the record. And then we said that Trout card just beat it barely, set another record at just over nine hundred. Then we said the LeBron card went for one point eight million, and now the trout at three point nine million. I know. I can't even wrap my head around it. That's nuts. It's nuts. God <laughs> I didn't stop there for a little bit of collecting cards. <laughs> yeah, maybe we got lucky and gotten one of those. Right, but it's insane. Like, it all it's all luck. It's another thing of gambling nowadays. Absolutely, opening these expensive packs and hope for a good card, and sometimes you do get some stuff. Sometimes you don't. So, anyway, but also with some Angels news, we'll talk briefly. Uh, Pujols finally broke the RBI record. Yeah, he passed uh, A-Rod. A-Rod. Yep, yep. We knew that was going to be one this season that was Easily. definite. Yeah, that was going to happen regardless. So it's just weird you you talk about now only people standing in front of him is now Babe Ruth and then also Hank Aaron.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you guys <laughs> haven't forgotten, Pujols is a beast. Um, I know some of the younger guys who are watching the game these days. I mean, they've seen pool holes for a couple of years now, and he hasn't been the, the greatest guy in the world. Nothing to you, you go ho- run home about. But when you saw him playing in the Cardinals uniform, man, he was la mach-
0: la machina, la máquina. <laughs> man, like if who knows what would happen if he never left the Cardinals? I agree. Uh, I mean, Cause he, that he, team was right there in the World Series, and well, like,
1: you know, at, at the end of that he signed a really good contract to lead. So, so yeah, so I mean they all everybody, you know, he got his at, rings, he right. wanna get paid. So exactly I get it. I get it. Um production did slow down, but you know what? Pull host is still pretty good in my yeah. opinion.
0: Yeah. So the biggest now question with him can he how close can he get to the home run record is I know that's going to be a tough and, one, and especially with this shortened season, that's not going to help. Definitely not helping him out. So he needed a full season. This it depends year. on how much more he plays, which is the average per year. So we'll see if he can get a hold of that. So we'll keep it. Well, he still. Well, he
1: still wants. He still wants to play after this. After his contracts up. Yeah. Um. The question is, who's going to sign him? If the NL sticks with the DH, he has a better chance of getting yeah. on a team. But my only thing is, I mean, he's doing okay, in my opinion. But if he starts slowing production. You don't want to see a guy go 162 games hitting 10 home runs a year. that's nah. not that's not what you want to he see. Needs to that's, a at least that's a I bad 20
0: something. That's a bad way to go down. It is if he's still averaging 20 something, he's still productive. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that. But then Phillies are starting to make some noise with some trades these last few days. Yeah, yeah. So the
1: Phillies and the Red Sox apparently got into a, a little bit of trade action, mostly involving pitchers. Um,
0: yeah, so Phillies added three players to their bullpen with trades. First, it started Friday afternoon with team acquiring David Hall from the Yankees in exchange for a relief prospect, Addison Russ. This move perhaps is more than what others think the Phillies trying to contend with a short season as they shipped off a solid prospect with a high ceiling for a 32-year-old bullpen with just two years of arbitration remaining. But then the bigger deal was, like we said, was Phillies making a deal Friday night um, as they're getting plummeted by the Braves with getting Brandon Workman and Heath Himbell and plus some cash and a player to meet named later neighbor from the Red Sox for two prospects.
1: Yeah, so the, in exchange, they got right-hand pitcher uh, Nick Pavetta and minor league right-hand pitcher Connor Siebold. Uh, so, I mean, I, I like what they're doing because currently – uh, the Phillies' bullpen has the worst ERA Worse. in MLB at a 7.97. Now, think about that. You're not winning games like no. that. I don't care if Bryce Harper's sitting there hitting dingers every time he comes up. Yeah. If your bullpen's got an 8 ERA, come on, man.
0: Yeah. So, Workman is, is the bigger name out of the deal because he actually has velocity, okay. which no one has in that bullpen for Philly. He um, Hannibal fastball averaged about 94 over the last four seasons. That's harder than every Phillies pitcher except for newcomer Zach Wheeler.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's how the pitching has been for Philly. Okay. So we'll see if that helps. But then, you know, Brandon technically took a loss his first game with the Phillies coming out of the bullpen.
1: Well, you know, it happens.
0: So we'll see. But that's going to be the biggest factor with him in the next week or so before this trade deadline. Like, do we need to make more moves? Well, speaking of the trade trade deadline... What do you think? So, like we like, I was just saying with like Philly. There's all just a couple other teams that this week will decide if we're going to be contenders, pretenders, buyers, sellers. sellers yep. So if you're really looking at it, Angels, Mariners, Red Sox, and Pirates are all guaranteed sellers at this point. Then you have other teams, um, like possibly where like Rangers. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been up and down. Tigers. Um, they are taking a slide. Orioles are starting to take a slide a little bit. Could they or could they get refix things? Reds is that interesting Phillies and also now the Rockies. OK. Is that team where yeah. they're sliding? Like, can we fix this? Do we need something to fix to get a one bullpen guy, a extra outfield help something? So it's going to be interesting this next week. Really, I would say through Saturday, because then you're going to need two days to start calling these teams to figure out deals.
1: Yeah, I mean, the one team that sticks out to me um, is the, the Tampa Bay Rays, um, the former Devil Rays. Uh, <laughs> they are pretty aggressive right now, according to Buster Only. Uh, I mean, we got six days. Is it six days left? Or? Uh, Monday at 4 p.m. Yeah, so, so they gotta, if they're going to make it happen, this is the time to do it now. Um, and like I said, uh, there's other teams out there that, you know, can get it done. But, I mean, uh, so the trade deadline's coming in a week away. Who's untouchable?
0: Untouchable, like, what we're hearing is Brewers are open to trade Josh Harder. Okay. But it has to be for a banana return. Exactly. Yep. And, of course, he has multiple years left in arbitration, so that makes sense. Yeah. Now, if you guys are, like, last year's deal, they're going to be nothing. It's going to be where it's, like, cash and a player to be named later prospect kind of thing. Untouchables, if your team's, man, like... Red Sox, for example, they everyone's on the line to being reported except for um, Bogarts is what we're hearing. And then um, the guy that just got Alex um, from uh, Virgo and then Rafael Devers is apparently them three. You cannot touch for the Red Sox. Everyone else is up for grabs at the right price.
1: OK. OK. So if so, if everybody's up for grabs, uh, I'm, I'm trying to
0: think of what teams, what do they really need right now? Um, so we said something last week with, like I said, like Rockies could use the center fielder, and then there's Jackie Bradley Jr. Yeah. Offensive center fielder, if you need someone like that, that's a guy. He's expiring contract, so he's probably okay. Gonna be cheap. Okay. Uh, J.D. Mart- Martinez is the biggest piece you could think about that could be the biggest name moved at the trade deadline unless something else happens. But he could technically opt out this offseason again. But as we've seen the last couple offseason, he has not because he's not going to get the money that he is under contract for if he opts out and okay. re somewhere. So what's the haul? Like, what kind of were you going to take? Because, you know, what seems like to me, Red Sox are about to pull, what was it, like the 2015-16 White Sox when they just dumped everyone and started fresh. I feel like that's what Tampa, I mean, uh, Red Sox are about to do with this organization. Okay. Um. So between this trade deadline and then this offseason, you're going to be seeing a lot of players moved expiring contracts, because they really, I think, if I remember correctly, yeah, they have no really pitching in in Boston right now beyond 2022 under contract. Wow. So they're about to go real young, real soon, with their new president and everything.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, other teams that I'm thinking of are, like, the Mariners. Um, They're one of the teams that I think could be sellers.
0: Yeah. um, Um, Some people feel like there's a couple pieces there they could sell. Um, yeah,
1: like a, a Taiwan Walker. Yes. 4.0 ERA and five starts. He's got eight walks, 25 strikeouts, 27 innings. Um, the Buster only says he's guaranteed. He's going to be traded. He yeah. thinks it's going to happen. That guy.
0: Yeah, because he was on a one-year deal. He's proven to be decent. So the haul to return is can't be too much. Yeah. Um, so teams, which I can feel like if they need to take one, one little trade to help out, I think the Mets should go get him. Um, Yankees already checked in on. Of course, Yankees is talking around to everyone about some pitching to see what's out there
1: because well, they
0: need rota- rotation help.
1: Well, you know who else needs rotation help? The Braves. Yes. Uh, they are absolutely looking for rotation help. they got the 26th best rotation in ERA, but they also have a 91% chance of making a playoffs right now.
0: Yeah, because they're leading our division very strong. So I think Yankees will flip at least one of their young guys, either Frazier or um, Miguel Aguiar. Okay. for a pitcher. Sure. That could be Cueto, expiring contract with the Giants. They could use one of those young guys. Um could they flip to one of the Cleveland guys that we talked about last week? Could Frazier go back to oh, Cleveland yeah. where he w- where he was a prospect okay. originally? I could see that. Um so and the, or you can talk to like, you know, the Pirates. Do they have someone well, to take some young guys? Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm sure the Pirates would love to trade somebody away.
0: Yeah. Um, um I see what Braves is going to do is try to get Clevenger from Cleveland. Okay. Because clearly, um, the Braves have prospects, and they wanna they need pitching now. Um, so you can look at them trading possibly um, one of their, you know, impact outfielder prospects to solidify because um, Cleveland needs outfield help.
1: Okay. Well, the teams that need outfield help, what if they don't want to? They don't have to trade necessarily. Like you said. There are some outfielders still out there in free agency. Yes. Um, but, I mean, if you are stacked with outfielders and you need something in return, this would be a good time to do it. Um, but I don't see any issues with bringing up some minor leaguers at this point for your outfield just to give them a test um, rather than trading. Unless you got somebody who's worth it, it yes. makes sense. Because, like I said, it's such a short season. You, I would hate to make the bad trade.
0: Yeah, because it's got to be make sense to where, like, okay, this guy's a contract for two more, three more years. Okay, let's try to make a push this year and see what we can get – which we've seen more of that because last year, like example, like we said, like Mets took a chance on Marcus Stroman for th- last year and the rest of this year. Um, who else did? Oh, Reds traded for Trevor Bauer for the rest of last year and yeah. then this year. So it's like, can we go take the chance if we're close? Let's get this guy. And we have next year's two to figure out if this could be a guy to future, just do a contract or we try to flip him again for something. Um, another guy I would see. This is a, not a trade I can see actually happening. Maybe this trade deadline, but I can see it possibly happening in the off season. Is Josh Bell to the Nationals? Oh, okay. They need first baseman help. Pirates are okay. rebuilding. They could use some prospects. And and you think this would be a good trade for the Nationals long term? Long term, because oh, cause Zimmerman saying, is Zimmerman's probably coming back back probably for one more year yeah, or so. You're right. And you think he can be that DH spot with the DH absolutely. sticks. I think he would so make sense So Josh to Bell DH. being an all-star, you know, that rotation first base is hard to be an all-star in the National League for first baseman. He has been either a starter or all his very few years. But why not? But it's going to be like, what, they're going to want to return because he is the star on the team right now for Pirates. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. So another team that we talked about earlier because it could be sellers is the Angels. Yeah, absolutely. The Angels have a lot of infielders they can get rid of infielders, and they could flip a trade pitcher that they got during the off season for possible more prospects. Who's that? Um, Dylan Bundy. Oh, Dylan Bundy. Okay, he had, has been strong this year. Um, it's like, do we flip him for more prospects or something that could help us down the road? Or do we hold on for him? I think he only has one more year in arbitration.
1: It depends. Is he going to be an asset next year? Because yes. if he is, you guys already went out there and got Rendon. You can't just start giving away players. you got to build around Trout. So I think if, if Dylan Bunny's a good fit with the Angels, I would keep him. But if you can get something in return that will help
0: you out next season, go for it. Yeah, because the report is, they're getting multiple calls about him. Okay. So could it be a bidding war where they could Oh, try to squeeze well, someone. If, if people are calling
1: about him, then absolutely yes, you listen to what they have to say. Absolutely, yeah, because like this is a free. This is his way, a good year, but he's yes. he's okay. He's
0: he's, he's been a first round talent. We thought right. in the process he had highlights in Baltimore, <laughs> but this year like he feel like he's putting together. So we'll see what comes with that. But yeah, like the other players, like what do you do, like.
1: Yeah, I mean, they got, mm. like I said, they got some infielders they can get rid of, like uh, Tommy Lestella, Luis Rengefo, uh, Aldrelton Simmons, and David Fletcher. Although, uh, like, you know, somebody said that Fletcher's going to come with a pretty penny, so I'm not sure if that's going to happen. And then the other thing they can get rid of is the rest of Justin Upton's contract. Unlikely because he's not been producing in a couple years, but if it's somebody needed somebody like that, maybe they'd want Could. it. Yeah. But like I said, he's not doing great this year. He's doing okay. He's had like three home runs, he's batting like, I don't know,
0: 200. Yeah, it's not a good look. Yeah. Um, of course we already said a couple of names like Johnny Cueto for the Giants. You know, they're coming up strong now, like they're in the prime position to be at the playoffs. So, so this is the, that's the weird thing. Like my Cart, guess is it going to be <laughs> where it's like and Yaz has came up as a possible. Do they flip him? No. Well, if if they're in a contention, you can't because they if, if they, th- they want to compete. This This year, year. yes, but you got to think about long term. They're rebuilding. I agree. agree. You know, this guy's thirty years. He just turned thirty. Yep, that's what we talked about last week. Has you have control over this guy for six years? Yeah. So do you flip him to let someone take over at a cheap base? So the return could be real strong, possible for Yaz this year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So
1: Yaz is a little bit of older of a player. He's doing killer this year. I think. The Giants, if they're in a position to, they should probably look at trading him for some really good talent to get back
0: for future years. Yeah. Um, then you got a couple other names. Jonathan Scopes having a good year for Detroit. So yeah. if they kind of fall off this week, he could be a, pr- a person that they can trade real quick because okay. he's more rental. He, I think he's he was on a one-year deal. Kyle Seeger is another name for Seattle where he, they could flip him. He's coming to, into his contract. Um, I believe that they could see flipping him to Atlanta.
1: Okay. Because
0: Austin Riley has not worked out yet for third baseman, that's a hole for since um, Josh Donaldson left last last year, uh-huh. that's been they thought maybe Austin would take over. He hasn't. Kyle Seager can be a cheap rest of the season rental to try to get over that hump in the playoffs. Um, uh, who's a Trevor Rosendahl for the Kansas City good bullpen arm? A lot of people are contacting them probably about him. Same thing with Royals with Merrifield, Great outfielder, so he has a couple years left on his contract. How much rebuilding his role is Rural still going to do, so do you flip he's him a, now?
1: He's a guy you build around. Exactly. I don't he know, man. He is
0: 31. <sighs> yeah? So how many years are you rebuilding in Kansas City is the question. Right.
1: So if you're, if you're going
0: to take a five-year plan to, to rebuild, he's so that, not going like to be said, part of it. Witt, I don't think will be just like Josh Bell. I don't think it will happen this trade deadline, but look at these two, like him and Josh Bell, maybe this offseason could be a flip.
1: Oh, if one of those two are in a trade scenario, that could be the big topic of of, of trades this year because those are pretty big players to be getting rid of in this kind of situation. Yeah,
0: so it it depends on the help, what you're giving up because they have remaining years under control, which could work out for some team if they choose to. All right. So that's all really, you know, of course, we'll recap whatever trades do happen next week. Yeah, absolutely. Because it'll be the day after trade deadline. So we'll see exactly what went down who got hot this rest of the week to say we're going to go for it and go all in, or who had a terrible week and, like, I don't think we can do this. Let's sell some players. (laughs) Okay. So let's get into some current standings. All right. So I guess we make a little adjustment since one game finally went final. (laughs) All right. Well, since you're adjusting that, let's start out with the AL. All right. So AL East. AL East. The Yankees are leading the cause just because of the percentage, but briefly, But by range right it's the Rays. Because, you know, since they had the week- weekend off against the Mets, Tampa Bay was technically leading at one point, then they had a loss, so now they're back down below them. But at 16-9, the Yankees hold that lead, with Tampa Bay at 19-11 in second place. Toronto has gotten hot lately, have creeped back up to that third spot. Baltimore is at 500 at 14-14, and Boston is our first 20-loss team of the year. Wow.
1: Wow, it's crazy, man. We got a tw- we got a couple teams in 120. We got a team that's lost 20. Um, mm.
0: But yeah, man, the, uh, I'm I'm liking the uh, Buffalo Blue Jays over there, though. Yeah, they're they're trying to make a run. They're making a run, and they could be possibly would look at another pitching arm to yeah. help that. if They, they need make this run. They, they do. Need, they will. They really need one. So it depends on the prices, right? They're apparently looking at two of the um, Pittsburgh guys that okay. could be added an arm for them if they keep this hot streak alive. So let's get to the Central next. Oh, yeah. We got the Minnesota Twins, 20 and 10. Can you believe it? Man. (laughs) We knew that with all those moves this offseason that this could be the team that they want to get past that first round. Yeah. And They have done it so far.
1: Yeah, they've been doing great. That's that's a great record in my opinion. Twenty and ten, it's pretty solid. Um, The next is uh, the White Sox, and we've liked them from the beginning too. They're seventeen and twelve, and that's what we liked about them. We said if anybody could be a wild card, it's them. They had a a rocky start, real rocky. Yeah, and now they're coming back and they're doing their thing. Yep. Uh, We got Cleveland Indians and seventeen and twelve. Detroit Tigers eleven and sixteen, and Kansas City Royals
0: eleven and eighteen. Yeah. So Detroit has fallen off. So, like I said, if they don't do nothing these next couple of games, they'll probably become sellers right. of the veterans or people who they got one year that they could help some teams out.
1: Well, not so fast. I mean, yes, they've only got 11 wins. But at the same time, when you think about this season, the top two, plus we've got a couple of wild cards, there's still a chance. Because like, half the field's getting yeah. in. You're not technically out. It's, As it's, I said, like, like come yeah. Saturday, if yeah. you
0: are – because you think about it. There's – what are they from the lead of the division, seven games. Really, if you can times it by two. Yeah. You're, you're out 14 in a regular season. I agree. So it's...
1: But the, this isn't a regular season. there's It's still seven real actual games. So if you start winning a couple of them, start winning a little bit of, like, at least a couple series here and there, you never know, man.
0: Yeah. So we'll see in this weekend what they do. So then we have the West. We still have the red-hot Oakland A's at 20 and 10 yeah. as well. Great, great, great. I love, I love what this team's doing. Houston has came on strong this last week. Yep. They're at 16 and 13. Holding the second spot, Texas has been up and down roller coaster all year. Mariners at 11 and, four, oh yeah. and 17. And then the Mariners. Mariners at 11 and 19. And then Angels at 9 Angels and 21. Angels are
1: 9 and 21. Me and Alan missed the one. this one. We thought the Angels were actually to compete this year. I guess Rendon's not going to make the only difference. And if Showtime is not showing up, yeah, <laughs> it's, I, it's only so much. of can...
0: you know we thought Otani pitching. Yeah, we know, thought it
1: was going to be like a Babe Ruth situation where like, he's going to be good on
0: both ends. Let's see. He had promised before the injury, but, man, he had a terrible... Two starts and then sat him for the arm for the rest of the year, right? And even though
1: Rendon and Trout might be doing their thing, the rest of the team has to show up.
0: Yeah, like you said, with Upton not doing well, and
1: yeah, Upton's not doing well. Brian Goodwin's doing okay, but not the greatest. I mean, it, it, which they could flip him
0: as well. So they could. So we'll see what the Angels do this week if they become a busy team to flip some players. So let's get the <laughs> National League. So like we said earlier, Atlanta is leading the division at sixteen and twelve. Yep. Miami is now thirteen and eleven. Mets are now twelve and fifteen. Washington is eleven and fifteen, and Phillies at ten and fourteen.
1: Right. So it might look pretty all over the place right now. But what I like about this division right now is that all the teams still have a chance because yes. they all suck. <laughs> but everybody's within three games right now, yeah. except for the Braves. But that's okay because there's two guaranteed going in yeah. from that division. So if you
0: think about it, all through AL NL, if you're at least five hundred, you probably should be in the playoff. And that's, what we,
1: and that's what we were saying before the season started. We knew that a team with a pretty subpar
0: record could have a chance to make it. So like I said, with well, Phillies, like you know they're technically last, but they're taking up four too. games out of first place with that terrible bullpen. Right, which is why they need to make some moves. So if they can win a couple this week, like I think they're playing the Nationals. It was rain-delayed earlier, so... But that's what you need to do. You need to beat your end-division teams. Because I think, if I remember correctly, they have Nationals and they have Braves this weekend. Yeah, and if they take both those series, that helps out everybody. Then they'll probably be more active come trade deadline, come they, Monday. Absolutely. So th- that's why I said, like, this trade deadline, it depends on what you do this week. Because then you really, after that, you have a third of the season left. Yeah. After that, when you get to September. So then we have Central, which is the team that's kind of surprising still, is the Cubs. Yeah, the Cubs are doing it. At eighteen and ten, leading that division.
1: Yeah, and then, and then and then you look at the second place team; <laughs> they need to play a little bit more games because the amount of games they've played is the amount of wins the Cubs
0: have. Yes, we have the Cardinals at ten and eight. Ten and eight, three games out, second place. Then you have Milwaukee at twelve and fifteen. Mm-hmm. Reds eleven and sixteen. We thought this could be that team this year, but they cannot keep it or consistently. Pitching's been there, or like the bullpen gives it up, or like they'll have like have a good start, next start is terrible. Hitting cannot be consistent. Hitting home runs.
1: Well, you know what, you know what, though, they are right there in the hunt. Still,
0: they're right there. If they can scape in, they might change it around and get hot. That's all it takes. That's why a lot of people were wondering if they were going to flip Trevor Bauer, but they're that close. and They still believe in their team, and they should. Like I said, nobody's. I mean, there's a couple teams that might be out of it. Let me see. Pittsburgh. I, next. I,
1: I'm going to call the Red Sox out of it just because their division is really tough. Yeah, you would um, think,
0: you know, Angels. Like Pittsburgh. Says, out. Pittsburgh. Boston. Out. And probably the Royals. Oh, look! I'm
1: not, I'm not counting Angels out yet. They are very close, very close. They need yeah. to start winning a win streak. But yeah, they're basically out.
0: Yeah. So then the West Dodgers. Like, what can we say about this team? Like, it's just commanding oh, yeah. lead. Yeah,
1: man. At twenty two and eight. Right. And since they're doing so well, they're overshadowing the Padres, who are doing pretty ga- pretty good in my opinion. Slam City, San Diego. Yeah. yeah. When they hit five grand slams in, in like six days or games or something like that?
0: Yes, because they had they a streak four of four in a, in a row, then they didn't do it Friday, and but then they, they did it Saturday. Exactly.
1: Man, Slam Diego, and I love it because they have like a little mannequin or something out there with a Slam Diego uh, Like that <laughs> streak Jersey. was
0: insane. Like and or, it wasn't it was the same player. It was different players. I know.
1: And that's and that's how you know your team's gonna be Doing well because they're having fun, so that's going to be a team to watch out for. Yeah. Absolutely, and then the Rockies,
0: yeah, man, you started eleven and two, right? What happened since? And then? now you've gone three and eleven nuts. since nuts, like like that's not supposed to happen. Terrible stretch. If you
1: even if you just broke five hundred at the, after that point, you'd still be good.
0: I mean, they're still good. I mean, they're still in it. Yeah. But the fact is, they could be in a solid second place. And then next, you had the Giants, which were looking terrible a couple weeks ago, giving up. Late-ending games, well, they're on a six-game winning streak right exactly. now. Exactly. They're not playing around.
1: And like that's why I said I'd, I'd hate to see them give up Yaz and then suffer this season. But if that's the route they want to go, they'd rather look for the future because they don't think they can make a huge absolute run in the playoffs Like, this yes, year. we can make
0: positive playoffs, but can we actually win? That's what I think they're thinking about.
1: Well, you know, you got
0: to believe your team's going to win. Yeah. Or why even put them out there on the field? And then last in that division technically right now is the Arizona Diamondbacks at 13 and 17.
1: Right. But if you look at it as a whole, they're not out of it
0: either. Everybody's right there. They're tight. So, and,
1: and even for a wild card. These teams are still fighting for a wild card, even yeah. if they don't
0: finish top two. So here's the playoff race as of yesterday. I didn't factor in uh, the win-loss with Miami, which probably didn't really change much. So the AL, <laughs> the number one seed right now would be the Twins. Number two, the A's. Okay. Number three, Yankees. Wow. Then you have Rays. White Sox, Astros, as the other two teams, uh, the the second place in each division. And your two other teams is Cleveland and Blue Jays.
1: So it basically sounds like the teams that are supposed to be there pretty much are.
0: Yeah, with the Orioles kind of fading out. They right, just exactly. missed the eighth seed right now. So you would, if it had finished today, Twins would face the Blue Jays, A's would face Cleveland, Yankees would face the Astros, and then Rays and White Sox would play the first round. Okay. So it'd be very interesting. So in the NL of course number 1 seed is the Dodgers.
1: Easily. Picked. Number
0: 2 is Cubs, okay. 3 is Braves. 4th is the Padres, then we have the Cardinals, then the Marlins, and then the two um what is it? Uh, wild card teams, I guess, would be the Rockies and then the Giants. Right. So so the National League is a little st- still a little bit skewed. Like we don't really know what's
1: happening here. Because it's all over the, the place. Exactly. Uh, Dodgers
0: Not Dodgers, but uh, Giants had uh, like a three point zero zero three over the Mets for the eighth seed. That's how close it is. Right, and then the Mariners are still making up ground. So, yeah, the Marlins. Or Marlins, I'm sorry. So, you know, Dodgers would face the Giants. Cubs would face the Rockies. Miami would face the Braves. And then Padres and Cardinals would face each other. Ooh, that's interesting
1: because if it finished today and you said the Cubs and the Rockies, if the Rockies got hot again that would put a, a damper on their parade as, over there in would Chicago. It? Yeah, so that would be an interesting uh, series in my opinion.
0: Yeah, like even um yeah. Man, but, but the Cardinals and Padres.
1: Yeah, no, that would be interesting as well. Um <laughs> I like what the Padres have been doing and uh like you
0: said the Cardinals are are, are in it to win it, so and then, Man, if if say remember because the first round is only f- was it 3 games? which is fine. I, think about better if than the a one Giants game. did get in and have to play the Dodgers and force them to three games and beat them. If <laughs> they beat them,
1: dude. Then 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 your stock for Yaz goes up even higher if that happened. I'm just
0: Man. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> just spitballing. Yeah, it's just it's going to be crazy. Like the next couple of weeks when we really start paying attention more to the playoff races and after trade deadline who's really serious in about 2 weeks we'll know for sure like when cuz I'm pretty sure what Dodgers and what 2 weeks they'll clinch a playoff spot. (laughs) Right. The way they're going. Right, exactly.
1: And that's that's what I was saying at the beginning. I was like, we got, what, 60 games? Any team a little bit over 30 is definitely in. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, speaking of the standings, let's talk about our players of the week who help these people get or help these teams get to their standings. Yeah. So let's do AL first. All right. So AL, I didn't pick a pitcher. Okay. I'm going to kind of do it on and off in pitchers. But my player... Is, I'm assuming everybody's player this week, Jose Abreu. He had to. Like, How do you
0: not pick this guy? Dude, Like, that stretching against the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> this week against the Cubs, he murdered the Cubs. He was the murder hornet. Like four <laughs> straight at-bats with home runs. Nuts. Over... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so
1: let's, let's talk about his last seven games. His last seven games, he bats 533, going 16 out of 30 with seven home runs, 15 RBIs, nine runs, and he's got a 1.333 slugging percentage. He helped his team go six and one. Yeah. And we're talking about the old man on the team, right?
0: <laughs> the older guy, yeah. The Out of more the young better. Kids. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which they thought about maybe flipping. Well, they still could. Or no, wait, he's re-signed or something. I can't remember exactly what happened. Yeah, man. Is that who you got? Uh yeah. It was a no-brainer this week for the AL for that guy. Like, no brainer. Like it was like looking at him like, He did – remember this weekend he went off. Absolutely. So the funny thing, I actually got his teammate for the AL Pitcher of the Week. Okay. I had Lucas Giolito. He He went 1-0. zero seven Seven innings, pitch, three hits, one walk, and 13 strikeouts. Nice. Nice, good job, Giolito. Like, we, he's we been up you and down, eight. but yeah. that game was solid for him. And then Abreu just smashing down. Like, well, I got I two think, White Sox. I
1: think me and Alan have a little bit of a soft spot for the White Sox, just because all these great players were playing on the AAA farm system and Charlotte. By so the we, time, we, by the time we, we, we were saw watching some them, yeah. exactly like Johan Mankata and yeah. Giolito and everybody come up.
0: Yeah, because they're all trade chips and Fullmer. like you said. Sixteen, I think it was. They dumped everyone and <laughs> traded and got all these prospects. Oh, well, hey, it's been, paying what, off. It is so absolutely. That's why I say I think Red Sox are about to do the same thing. Like just they should. dump and man, they're that baseball organization. Red Sox are about to flip and I, be I dangerous. Think I think it's
1: easier to make that decision as a Red Sox uh, just because their division is so tough. That you need to rebuild, and you know it's going to take time because you know you're not going to come out there next year and compete unless you have the best team you can possibly put on the field just because you got to play
0: those teams. And especially this was your first year, the new president and the new chief of operation. Like, let's see what this team does. Oh, they're garbage? Yeah, we're getting rid of everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. So, yeah. So, let's go next to our National League Players of the Week. All right. um, so,
1: So, my National League Player of the Week is Manny Machado. Same here. I mean, my man. Last seven games had three home runs, nine RBIs. He's batting three ninety three. He's flashing some uh, old old Manny out
0: there. Yeah, he's finally like this was first player of the week by MLB, but as a National League player, he didn't get it all last year because it's, it's been the Baltimore years before. But, yeah, like, I gave it to him slight over his teammate, Tatis Jr. Yeah. No, no, Tatis has been like, great. At first, I, I was like, who's going to be my player of the week? I said, well, it's got to be a Padre this week, <laughs> the way they've been playing. Yeah, but
1: I had to tip my hat give the nod to Manny Machado because he did the thing.
0: Yeah, which we all thought that he could be that guy. Like, that's why he got the $300 million. And Padres, we've, like, it was shocking at first, but when they saw the young pieces they had, they could yep. put something together and... Last year, unfortunately, Tatis got hurt, so we never saw the, the full promise. But this year, they're finally kind of putting together, so they're going to get their shot this year, most likely, if they can keep it up. So we'll see what Shadow can do with his team. All right. Did you get a pitcher? I did. Who you got? I have our, our old friend, Clayton Kershaw. Oh, Clayton. <laughs> What's he doing? So he went 1 0, seven innings pitch, four hits, one earned run, and 11 strikeouts. He's now 3 1 on the season with like a two point something ERA. Man, great job. So, of course, you know, he missed the like, I think, what, the first two starts of the season for his injury, but he's been quietly with the Dodgers. It's just, you throw someone out there, I feel like they're going to get the win almost every other time. Yeah, they should. They should.
1: And, you know, he has been the guy there for a long time. Um, so that's great. Great for him. Um, I didn't ne- necessarily pick one, but I had to mention you, you Darvish. Uh, he was playing a game that me and Alan last recorded, so we didn't get to talk about him, and he was throwing a no-no. Uh, I think he took it to the eighth inning. Darvish?
0: Yeah. No. Oh, sorry. Not, was it not you? Th- no, it wasn't Who you. was it? It was, um. God, why am I having a brain fart right now? Too? It was an
1: Asian pitcher. Are we agreeing on this?
0: Yes. <laughs> it was um.
1: Hey, if you're still watching this, let us know who the pitcher was in the comments.
0: <laughs> it was um Kenton Maeda. Oh, Maeda,
1: man, yeah, I was like, man, man I knew like, it was an Asian guy. Yeah. All right, so look, then we'll throw it to Kenton Maeda. Uh, he got traded this offseason, right? We can agree on that.
0: Yep, he was the Dodgers. He thought he was a starter. Dodger thought, thought he was, he more was relieved, a bull guy Leavers, yeah, So they flipped him well, to look, the Twins.
1: Look, Maeda was pitching to Jim last uh, last week. Uh, unfortunately, they kept it a little too long. Yeah,
0: uh, I mean, he we knew it. We were watching. It, he was at a hundred. It, 100 was, it and was a pain too long, and then also too much time. Those later innings.
1: Yeah, his team decided they wanted to get on the uh, to get some, some extra some insurance, insurance runs, runs, and it
0: was just taking too long between uh, Milwaukee subbing pitchers and just like, stretched them out. And he had like, and he was already
1: at a hundred and what. Uh,
0: he was like 110, basically, 10, when, he, yeah, when he came when he back in hit. to pitch. Yeah. Um,
1: but the sadder news is that he didn't even get the no decision. He didn't get the win. Yeah. They ended up losing it. And, yeah. or, they, or they went to
0: Extras, extra innings. and they ended up winning Right, but, but it just messed him up. It's unfortunate, like, he, you know, the first at-bat was a bloop over, I think, second baseman, so it ended the no-no. So he uh, got yeah. pulled. And then it was a hit, walked to load the bases, so, and then, and then pff, tied game. That's nuts, nice, man. Man, I'm like, I feel bad pitch a gym and not even get a <laughs> W.
1: Uh, sorry, Kent, I called you, but, you know.
0: Yeah. Hey. It, you know, it's part of the game, unfortunately. Like, when he was there, we were watching, like, uh, it's too many pitches.
1: Yeah, but I was I like, you like got to send him back out there because he's throwing it. He's he, he's getting out of it. You can't not let him go back out there for but the, the last it three. Just,
0: it was just getting too long. I know. I'm like, I don't know. I would probably throw someone else out there. Yeah, we didn't want to have another Johan moment. Because yeah, but he's pitched well since then. He I think he did one start after that and he I think he got the win as well. Not as no hitter ish, but he still got the W.
1: <sighs> it's so
0: sad when you get that close. Yeah. It's no decision. One hit over eight innings, Ugh. technically. <laughs> so um but yeah, um that's pretty much it for this week. Um so like we said trade the lines Monday. Yeah. We'll see what teams are buyer seller this weekend. Um a lot of doubleheaders. <laughs> yeah, week. we'll we'll see if your favorite player goes to another team. Yeah, it's part of the business, you know. It's not fun, but
1: huh, we didn't talk about the Mets trade. Are they gonna trade anybody?
0: <sighs> like I like I said, I, I see going for what is it, Walk, Walker from Seattle. We already have dialogue with him from the trades. I can see if he's cheap, depending on what Seattle wants for him. Remember he's, he's he was on a one year deal, he's yeah. having an okay year, so what can you really ask for? Um, but you know, Brody said he's not going to be too aggressive. Which, but the only thing really we need is a starting pitcher. Now which que- is nuts. Now the question is, <laughs> do we flip uh. one of our shortstops? Is what people are asking. Only uh, I, do you flip Ahmed or Jimenez or our other prospect that's down in the minors? Well, if for we a have possible a an- pitcher or something else, if to we help have out?
1: another prospect, I would I would feel comfortable getting rid of him. Uh, I would almost feel comfortable getting rid of Rosario, but I think he's good, but Jimenez is really good he's he could be utility he could play any position he's like a Kadire. I like that kid
0: yeah um we need pitching both I feel like starting and <laughs> rotation now
1: and I laugh every time you say that because we had an issue like who are we gonna keep on a starting rotation pre- preseason
0: yeah <laughs> biggest thing maybe Mats does go to the bullpen and figures out because which we've been saying for a couple years now oh. with Mats switch mats and Lugo is uh, look, what sound like he is because Lugo is getting ready to pitch the second game tonight. Yep, they just submitted the lineup. So they're probably going to start that here soon. All right. Is um, Mattis used to be solid for one or two innings. I feel like when it was like the second or third time through the rotation when he exploded. So is it time for him to be a reliever, figure it out? And then he might become a strong reliever. Yeah. Like Lugo end up doing for us. Cause he was a spot starter, a fifth person there for a year or so. And then, he just happened to go to the bullpen because we had too many people and became our best bullpen guy. So can Matt's do that? Possibly. Is he willing to do that? Yeah. That's the that question. Money's different. If he's
1: not willing to do that, then he's going to have to get traded. Yep. All right, well, like you said, we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, if any big trades happen,
0: best believe we'll talk about them next week. Yeah, and break it down, see exactly who they gave up and what they had to give up. <laughs> and is it worth it? Yeah, was it worth it for just this season, or was it worth it because it's extra years with it? So we'll see you all next time. Peace. All right, everyone, thank you for checking out this episode. Please like, share, and subscribe to the channel. Share it with your friends. Don't hog the goodness here from double a sports with your friends. And if you want to take that step further, please click on that Patreon link. That's in that YouTube, you know, description down there. We do monthly giveaways gifts from us. If you do different tiers and you will get most likely everything we do here. at a sports a day early, if not more. So please share that with your friends. Also we'll catch on next time. Peace. For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable.
1: For the record, you ain't trying to grow any stunt for you. That's right. For the record, live on me going all the way. All the way. For the record, ain't trying to link no time to waste. For, yeah. for, yeah. for, yeah. for, yeah. for the record.
0: For the record. A, for the record. For
1: the record. For the record. For the record. For the record. For Been a little too nice to y'all. Now I got to up price on y'all. Snake eyes on dice for y'all. Shoulders on ice for y'all. 864 to head.